Welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast. With your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runchuti. Talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game. Presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We are back again. We are so sorry that we missed last week. It's yeah, it was a busy there. week. I had to go out of town. Jim was busy on Wednesday, so it just didn't line up right. Yeah, it just didn't work. I'm still adjusted to my new schedule at work, and uh, it's been a little rough. So we, we're we sorry. <laughs> so Jim's new nickname is Harry. Harry Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not stop working currently. <laughs> I'm hoping that stops soon. But uh, yeah, it is Wednesday, November 18th. Uh, we're pumped. Before we get into the show today, if you have not yet entered the giveaway, uh, we still have that going and you still have time to enter. If you have not entered, we are giving away a custom metal Vigex leader and two Vigex starter decks. The custom leader is made by Chris Anderson with Spiral Maui Graphics. Man, this leader looks incredible. We put some pictures up on our Facebook page and in the community group of the art and the actual leader itself. And oh, it is beautiful. I had people reaching out to me if they could just buy it. And I was like, no, sorry, man. This is just for the listeners. So you got to enter. Uh, and here's how you enter. Go to our Facebook page. You can share our most recent episode, like and comment on it. That gives you one entry. You can leave us a review on Facebook. That gives you a second entry. And you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then let us know what your username is. Guys, I've gotten a bunch of reviews, but usernames, I don't know who some of you are. So please, 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 if you have left a review on Apple Podcasts, you can message our Facebook page. You can message myself or Mike personally, but you have to let us know. If you do message me personally, my Facebook messenger is messed up. You have to add me as a friend first or it's auto deleting messages. I don't know why. Uh, so just make sure that you shoot me a friend request, send me a message so I can make sure that you do get your entry into the contest. Uh, but those are the three ways to enter. For those of you who don't have Apple podcasts, if you are on Spotify, you can follow us and send me a screenshot. I will count that as your entry. That way you don't lose out on one of the entries. And lastly, if you're listening to this podcast now, you are in luck. If you already entered last week, if you share this week's episode, you can get a fourth entry. So share this week's episode, like and comment, and uh, you can get a fourth entry to win. And we will be pulling the winner next week. Mm -hmm. uh, we record every Wednesday morning. Uh, we usually put our episodes live every Friday. So make sure that you get your entry in Tuesday by Tuesday night at the latest. News from the lookout. All right. Let's start with the expansion reveals. I was going to ask your opinion. Do you think they're worth buying? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you should buy two of them because I give you a play set of them. And I don't think any of them come foil. If I remember correctly, seeing on GTA, I think they're all non foil. If I saw that right on GTS, I can double check while we're talking, but if they do come foil, uh, then you might want to get four. So that way you have the foil play sets. But I mean, I think those cards are great. Certain archetypes get elevated by it and other archetypes, I guess if you play those decks, it's elevation, but I don't think it makes them meta relevant, but there are some decks that, like the Go Tanks card is good. The uh, Majin Buu card is insane. You know, a lot of people have been playing Majin Vegeta these days. That card, I don't know, it's like one card combo now. You have the whole chain in one card. I do think there's some value in it. And it's not expensive. It's like, I, I want to say MSRP is 
Uh, yeah, so I'm pulling it up now. So it drops on November 27th. It's 1799. 17 oh, right. Pretty yes. close. 17.99. I mean, I don't know. You're getting like 12 cards for 17.99. Uh, oh, okay. So it says new expansion cards times 10. So there's five types. You get two of each, and all are holo. So oh. all foil. So you literally just need to buy two. Yeah, you just need to buy two. So I was just saying, I think that. So there's two expansions then, right? But there are two expansions, right? There's yeah. expansion set 15 okay. and expansion set 14. Yeah. So. I just buy two of each, and they're all foil, and you just have foil playset. Oh, mean, and you get one of the official dice. Yeah, I like those dice. Oh, those, those are nice. If you check out... Um, Melvin Hansa, he took yeah, a picture. Yeah, Melvin Hansa. What's his his YouTube? Do you remember? Sensu Pop. Sensu Pop. Yeah, Sensu Pop. Yeah. Yeah, he he did a, he does a really good job yeah, with his video. His camera? Video. I don't oh, know what man. camera that is, but I, I want Professional. one. Professional. So we have our podcast. At, we're, we're a branch of Lobat Productions. Uh, that's... Yeah. That's how we get our, our podcast produced. Um, so Ethan McQuaid with Lobat, is, he's a good friend of mine, and he does a lot of video work. And when I saw Melvin's, I was like, damn, that is some Lobat quality stuff mm-hmm. there. I said, I was looking thinking about hitting him up for my OnlyFans, you know, but <laughs> I was, that might be a little inappropriate, <laughs> but I was contemplating it. I was like, that's some real good camera work there. Now what you do, you do the double gateway in. So when you launch your Patreon that you've been teasing everyone for months, you have to sign up for the Patreon uh, to get the OnlyFans only link. Oh baby, that's actually pretty good. I yep. do like that. That's how, that's how you that really That might be some them. motivation right there. <laughs> I just got this new stomach tat, you know, so, hey, you, 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 hey, you heard s- it first. Sign up to my Patreon. You get the link to OnlyFans to see this brand new stomach tat. <laughs> but, uh, oh. The cards are good, though. I mean, I, I don't see a world where you don't want them if you play any of the decks from set 10 or set 11. If you don't play set 10 or set 11 decks, don't buy them. <laughs> They're not good for anything besides and those decks. One thing I'll say, too, with these is this is. I know it's it's hard sometimes for some of us to support local game stores with big releases. Yeah. Just because I know like for me, I buy a lot of product. So if I'm buying a case, that's if I buy locally, that's, that that's, is so that's, hard on the that's, pocket. that's an extra two hundred dollars I'm spending. Yeah. That's a lot of money. This though But this, guys, if you buy online, it is literally no different because when you pay the shipping it adds up to the same it thing. It adds up to the same thing as the discount you're getting by buying online. So if you have a local game store, use these opportunities to make sure you support them. Yeah. I so said they'll appreciate it greatly. You know, I, I work part time at a local game store uh, because I just know the owner and we're real cool. And like these type, these are the products that, you know, that turn them off. Actually, they don't want to order these because they know that people order stuff online and they know people randomly come in and buy booster packs. So they don't mind buying boxes. But like these products, they hate buying them. So if they if they're getting them at your locals, please buy them because it's one of the it's one of the big turnoffs for them. Actually, they hate expansion set things like that. For sure, um, cool. So yeah, so we definitely recommend buying two of each. I think there there's some relevant cards in there, but you know, check them out for yourself. Look at the cards. If there's no, if you don't like any of those archetypes, like Mike said, they're pretty specific. Uh, so if you don't like them, save your money and, yeah. and don't don't spend it. Save yourself the forty bucks or whatever it may be for the one that you the ones you need. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I played in a tournament, not this past weekend, but the one before. And unfortunately, guys, I scrubbed out. This is the first tournament of the last two, three formats that I scrubbed out. I've topped every one that I've played in, except for this one. It's been on a roll. I have been on a roll. I had to end at some point, I suppose. But uh, where he scrubbed out, our boy Sean came in to finish that's it That's right. Up. That's right. That's what I was going to say. We still got the top for the team. Yeah. So uh, Sean and I both played in the in the webcam qualifier i scrubbed out and sean got the top he played mm-hmm. green go tanks and uh that was awesome because he 
Never plays webcams. No, never never plays, and um, it was really cool to see him top. It gives him that validation he needs when I be arguing with him about cards. <laughs> now you can say that he actually did something with his ideas. <laughs> I, at this point, I don't even argue with him now. I was like, hey, man, everything you said that I've disagreed with, you used it, and it worked for you, so you got it. Yeah, as far as my tournament experience, I played Gringo Tanks and just clapped them. That was easy. Gringo Tanks is so easy for Vigex unless they just draw the absolute defensive nuts. So that was easy. And then I just lost two straight. I played against, let's see, I played against Red Broly. He just had all of his lines going. It's like, a, I think this is now a curse that Mike has set upon us. Because anytime any of us play against Red Broly, they do not draw a normal hand. Mm -mm. The, the nuts every time. The nuts every time. They have three to four chains every <laughs> single time. Like, it makes no sense. You're like, turn two, three chains. What is going on? No, it's, it's nuts. How do you draw that perfectly every time? I don't understand it. Blew I, my mind. And they always have uh, the Big Dick Paragus, which you guys oh, yeah. should really look at that card art. Something's wrong with this. There's no way that Paragus should have that big of a bulge right there <laughs> and be that good of a card. It actually bothers me. Every time they're like, uh, play the three drop, uh, Paragus. I'm like, Bandai God. knew what they were doing, bro. Yeah, they did. They're, laying they're, down they're, the they dick. Were, they, were, they were laying down the dick on us. It fucked me, bro. Every time. I hate it. And now they have Piccolo Jr., which is insane. Oh, yeah. The deck is too wild. Yeah. That, I thought the deck was like... It may actually just be problematic now. Yeah, it's definitely problematic. <laughs> I, I, I beat it a lot of times with decks I'm playing, but I play decks who beat decks like that, so right, th right, that right, doesn't right. really count. Right. But for anybody just trying to play a good, fun game with Dragon Ball... Oh, no. That, that is not a good, fun game. That's not a good, fun game. That's hopefully you're playing the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you can at least do what they do. But I lost that one. I, honestly, I didn't do too bad either. I didn't start out well, so I took a more control... Pro approach and started just i was like all right let me just try and clear some chains there comes another one there comes another one there uh, i can only clear so many oh, damn chains before yeah. i lose the, you know the problem the leader when you kill one plays another one I oh I, I know i, I know I don't, I don't know what they were thinking i i literally was put in a position in that game where i had to clear it and hope he didn't have the next one because i had saw him combo off one so i was like maybe that one he pulled to his hand that was the only one he had i don't know that's highly unlikely but i lost either way so i was like oh screw it i'm gonna attack in just combo like one or two cards just to make sure it's big enough that he has to let it die and have the other one. He had the other one. I said, oh, screw me, I guess. You know, it makes me want to play Dark Broly. I'm tired of these people. Uh, let's see. So then the next round, I played against Blue Starter Q. I played Anthony Figueroa, I think his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, from Team FOE. Yeah, he, good good player. Honestly, I'm not going to say he luck sacked because he's a good player and he, he played the matchup well. But he just he he drew very well. He when I went in, I started going for game. He played three Goku hits on me in the same turn. Brutal. And what makes it worse is he only had like five cards in hand, and the life that I hit him for before that was the Zamasu he needed to combo. Mm. So literally with like five in hand, it was three Goku hit, one Zamasu super combo. <sighs> Vigex can't beat that. No, that just hurts. letting you guys know, Vigex cannot beat that. And he also had an oob blocker down, and <laughs> it was it was terrible. Sounds, uh, sounds like then, a losing formula. I, I did. I figured out a way to win. Uh, I went pretty wide, and I had my splintering mine play set up. This man was just disrespectful. God ceilings my splintering mind, and then when I attack, baby hatch. Mm. Terrible. Brutal. He resolved two Obunis, so he had two Obunis, six tokens, three Goku hits, his leader, and his unison. And a baby hatch. And a baby hatch when he ended the game. That's the dream. 
You know, that's what why I, that's what I tell you all the time, man. You got to, as much as I don't like a boonie, you got to play a boonie when you can because yeah. nothing more broken than playing a boonie than baby hatching somebody. And it's best of one. So yeah. it's game that's, over. That's it. It's over. That was, that was literally my experience. Two people drew the nuts and uh, off I go. So, you know, can't win them all. Best of one, especially can't win them all. Get the but sweet promos, though. Do get the promos. That's really why I signed up for it. And I've realized, I don't even remember if I've talked about this before. I realized I don't like anymore playing on webcam. I just know I have to. Mm-hmm. I've come to accept that. I thought I liked it at first. I really did. And I'm not saying this because I lost, because I talked to Mike after I topped the last one that I didn't like yeah. playing all day. It gives me like super anxiety playing on webcam. I don't know why, but literally my stomach is in knots the whole time. I can't relax. I don't in real life events. I'm way more relaxed. I don't know why. I when I played in that webcam tournament, I was not enjoying it just because you know you gotta lean over, look at the camera. I don't didn't suspect anybody cheating or like that. Like everybody keeps talking about like forget the cheating part. Like it just felt like it took all day. And it I does. Was, it takes was, a long time. And I was isolated by myself. Maybe I, maybe that's why I get so anxious because I'm just sitting there by myself. It's sitting there by myself. Like, it's nothing like that in person hanging out with the homies or even strangers who have something in common with you. Yeah, bring, bring yeah. you together and just sit around talking. But like when you're at home, you're like, damn, I just gotta wait 30 minutes for the next round. Yep. And, and you, it's not enough time to do, do anything. anything. So I can't go play a game of Warzone. I can't go do anything because if I go do anything, I'm gonna be late. And yeah, and then you're stressed about being late. Mm-hmm. So then you're just sitting there checking. I don't know. I. I, I am very grateful that they're doing it because I would rather much rather have that than nothing. Yeah. I say I will continue to participate. I will but too. I but just do not enjoy it the way I enjoy it. Paper. Right. And I much, and I think at first, especially because we've been having events again around yeah. here. Uh, but that's, I'm assuming that's probably going to end soon because we're, Hanson Rose going back on lockdown. No, actually, the new I looked at the COVID rules, which you guys don't care about this, but I looked at we're good. Oh, okay. We hey, we're we good. We can't have our Screw case webcam, tournament then. in January, though. Oh, uh, not if, good. If the COVID That's not good, look, Mike. That is not good. Why would you say that's good? We still have locals. That's not good. Still have locals. I want the case tournament, man. Maybe I'll do a case tournament with uh, higher entry costs. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say webcam. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, I don't have a Discord channel that can support all that. <laughs> But I might do it like higher entry costs, just enough to cover. I don't know. I'll figure something out. But, you know, we're allowed to have 25 people gathered in one area. That's the rule now. So I don't know what it's going to cost to do it at 25, but it's it's definitely possible. Okay. Actually, no, it's possible at 24. Okay. I do I do 36 for a case and a half. So, yeah, at 24 is possible. So okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, we're in there. Okay, we're in there. Cool. I, might, I might have to lock it to locals only, though, just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Definitely. Sc- I don't want to screw our people over. No, no. Can't be giving our people the COVID. Yeah, so then on top of that, they just be like, oh, well, I'm not buying no product from locals <laughs> no more. I don't want to do that to them. Uh, all right, we got to keep moving. So, yeah, but I scrubbed out. Uh, we talked about the expansion reveals. Uh, we also have, so from that tournament, there were three or four tournaments that have happened now without draft box six that kind of ended the last format we're not going to go too heavy into those because at this point they're irrelevant we're in we've entered a new format uh which i meant to say this in the beginning of the show that means we're in a new season so the way we're running the podcast is each format is a season so we've we've finished season one we're we're on to season two and uh, we start every season with our favorite cards from the new set and um, you'll see some some similar episodes returning. Like you'll see us talk about what we got right, what we got wrong. Uh, you'll see us have our award ceremony at the end. So some cool yeah. stuff to look forward to in this season. We're like Pinky in the brain. Jimmy's a brain and I'm Pinky. I'm just coming along for the ride. <laughs> that is not true. I, I So I will admit I did record an episode last week and I immediately deleted it because it was so bad without Mike. No, I Do see. not let Mike fool you. I'm, I'm just there for the ride, guys. 
Jamie's got all the big brain ideas. I actually like it. I was like, man, it's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> but uh, so real quick, let's talk about just the top cuts though. Um, like I said, the ones without Draftbox Six are irrelevant. The only things of note from them that even were even any different from what we've seen, uh, we saw a little bit more Blue Baby, which I put in my notes. Shout out to Mike for starting that trend. That's right. You no know one what? was topping with it till Mike. No one. No Eric, one. You know, I'm. Mike I'm, was the first. I'm going on my little my little tantrum real fast because this does bother me. I hate when people dub somebody the person who knows all about something. Like Silk Michael, I've met him in Orlando. Very nice guy. He always does play a baby leader, though. I do know this because he was playing Red Baby at the Orlando Invitational. This guy tops week after me, and somehow he's the king of playing Blue Baby? How is that even possible? In a less competitive tournament. Yeah, <laughs> like I literally topped the week before that, and I've been playing With it. more people in your tournament. I've been playing it since the beginning. Right. Like, And I've been telling everybody about it. Like, And they're like, no, nah, well, he always plays. How does he always play? It just came out. And I, <laughs> like, he doesn't always win. I had the card for the, I had the negates on release day and everything. I don't, I hey, don't here's the it. thing, though. We have the proof, right? Yeah, we do have Herbistyle the proof. has the proof. I say, I mean, you know, I, I talked to him and he was like, he's like, oh, he's, you know, it was no, no beef or nothing, like, because he's a really cool guy. But I just hate that attitude everybody has where, like, oh, this person is the guy. That's, that's not true. I don't even feel like I'm the guy. Somebody out there is probably thinking something I was thinking and just didn't do anything with it. Right. You know? Right. But I hate that people get dubbed. People these always titles. do that. They've done that since the beginning, though. Like it was just like when Tricolor uh, Ginyu was a thing, and and I know I talk about a lot of old references, but in set one, at the end of the first format, Jordan topped. It wasn't a regional. It was an event that ARG threw before they officially deemed it a quote unquote regional. Yeah. I think there were only like twenty players that went. It was in North Carolina, and Jordan topped with Tricolor Ginyu, and that was the first anybody saw. Everyone lost their minds, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan didn't even make the deck. Pat O'Neill made the deck and gave it to Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I said, I, we got to stop giving people these titles like that. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me because it's just like you're giving somebody false credit for something that they didn't create the cards. It's not an original idea. It's archetype. You know, like it's an actual archetype. We all seen it. It's, you know, if you want to say this person did it first, sure, but that would be, that would be me. If this person did it better. Uh, there's no proof. We, nobody won with it yet. So there's no doing it better at that point. All right, so as far as other tops go from our pre-draft box six tournaments, there was also a yellow Jiren top and a green Android 13 top. I do love the yellow Jiren. I hate that COVID hit when it hit because I had all the plans of playing you that did. deck. You did, you did. Mike played Jiren nonstop for a few months. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun deck. Kahersal and Kanushi. Mm. A girl Kokati coming out the drop. Oh my God, the deck's good. <laughs> so yeah, you guys can actually check out those decks on Joey's channel, Crossworlds TCG. Uh, he actually did interviews with both those players. So if you're interested about those decks, check them out. We're not going to talk about them uh, really because it's pretty irrelevant at this point. I don't think it's that real. Do you think it's like there are going to be new forces in the format? Not Android 13. That leader is awful. I'm very impressed that somebody did well with that. Yeah. that I've tried to play that leader and every I think time- it's best one and people didn't know what to do. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows what the cards do. No, I don't think they do either. <laughs> but the Jaren, I do think Jaren's just playable. Like right now, okay. I right. play Jaren sometimes at the house. Like now, I don't play that guy's list or anything like it. I actually play like a green-based Jaren deck. It's cool. I don't think that anything can really shake the meta up just because the way that the way the cards are. You know, like the meta decks are the meta decks, and then you just have decks that play within the meta. You know, yeah, Jaren's one of those leaders where if everybody's playing aggro, Jaren's got to be good, right? Because he can literally stall the game three turns with this with his own effect. Yeah, you're so, not wrong. So if it goes more to a control based format where like Invoker and Sinner running around, then I don't know if those, if those are the, the most played decks. I don't think Jaren's playable then. But as long as it's Vegex, Red Broly, Reboot Gohan, Soul Striker, 
I don't know. It's probably good. Yeah, cool. That makes sense to me. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. All right, so really what's more important is we talk about the tops that just recently happened this past weekend that included Draftbox 6 cards because this is our first hint at anything that anyone's playing. Mm -hmm. So there were two events. There was the Jersey event, which Mike actually drove to but did not play in. I did not play in. I drove by. I was in Hamburg uh, for the weekend, and I was going to go play in in Newark because it was in Newark. And when I got by there, you know, it's like it was like a 50 minute drive and there's this place called Jersey Dogs on the way. And I really I'm if you know me, I'm all about the glizzies. I eat so many glizzies. If you don't know the glizzies, oh, glizzies what is a glizzy? A glizzy is a hot dog. People try to say glizzies are guns, but they're not. Glizzies are actually DC slang for hot dogs. And I love eating hot dogs. If you ever see like Trevor, anybody who comes over to my house, even Jimmy, but Jimmy never goes to my fridge, though. There are so many hot dogs in my refrigerator. It's insane. Um but yeah, I was like, damn, I gotta get some of these jerseys. Now, do dogs. you want what? What do you put on your hot dog though? Chili, okay, cheese, good. mustard. Oh, you um, killed it with the mustard. Mustard's so good. Mustard's terrible. I hate ketchup, but I love mustard. Oh, ketchup's where it's at, bro. Mm-mm. I'm all about the chili and ketchup. Yeah, I say. I mean, I would put it up there if I didn't have any mustard, but I stay stocked on mustard. But anyways, they have uh, tr- check out Jersey Dogs though in Jersey if you're ever there. It's very good. They have Thumans, which are fried hot dogs. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yo, I that like, is some American <laughs> shit right there." I was like, "I gotta go try this out." Like, I, you know, so and that was like only like twenty five minutes away from Newark. So I was like, "I drive down there. I'd probably go play." I had my uh, re- my SS three reboot leader deck on me, and I was down to play. Then I saw people outside, and uh, it was fifty four degrees, and I said, "Am I really gonna play outside a single round?" In 54 degree weather, never. So uh, I sold some cards to my friend that needed the cards, <laughs> and I dipped. There's just no way. Like, I physically can't play outside in the cold like that. I did it one time, and I hated it. And that dog was in that backyard. I we already been through this, but um. So I was like, Nah, I'm good. So I just went and ate the hot dogs. And, and if was, we go back to the last episode, I'm pretty sure you said you would never go back. I did say that actually, <laughs> but I, you know, I have friends that live up there. They were like, Come hang out with us, play some Dragon Ball. I was like, All right, cool, man. Because I was supposed to go to Miami originally. But uh, COVID got me a little nervous, which, you know, I'm one of those people who are not scared of COVID, but I got a little nervous, actually. So I don't blame you. If you won, I probably wouldn't have done this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, as I was like, I was like, Miami's a little risky because the airport. I was less concerned about the city of Miami, more concerned of the airport in Miami. I have a lot of friends who have traveled, you know, in airplanes. They said TSA don't care. I'm like, mm, TSA don't care. That's not no good. So I was, I'm staying off the airplanes. So I just drove up to Jersey. But uh, it definitely was a, was a good tournament, according to people who went there. They said it was fine. So, oh, that's, well, that's good. That's good news. Uh, at that tournament, there was so we have a top eight results from that. There were three green go tanks, uh, two Vigex, two Red Broly, and one Majin Vegeta. So, draft box here did not really impact the types of decks that topped. Nope. Uh, I did make some notes that we'll talk about in a minute here about some cards that were played from draft box in those decks. But uh, yeah, a lot of the same, really. Yeah. So I, I didn't expect it to change much in those deck lists at all. If you if you if you ever played those decks or against them, I don't really think Draftbox did much for them except Red Broly. Right. Right. So yeah, so a lot of the same there. Uh, if we move over to top eight and PPG, which is probably a slightly more competitive event. Yeah, Florida boys. You know, they're supposedly the best in the land. <laughs> the name PPG just draws more players to yeah. come. You know. 
So in that one, we do have a little bit more diverse and we have a couple interesting leaders at top. So uh, we'll start with the same normal ones. We had two Red Broly and two Vigex, and that was the only ones that have more than one in top. So the only ones that want more than one in top were Red Broly and Vigex. And I think we're going to continue to see that as we move through the format, mm -hmm. especially as we just talked about with Red Broly getting a unneeded boost. Uh, we also had, let's see here, we had an Invoker. Uh, that was, of course, Legends. Always. Legends just tops every tournament with Invoker at this point. And then we had one Sin Shenron, which, of course, so. we're expecting to see Sin. So here are the two curveballs. Green Starter Broly. Oh, that deck's good. Green Starter Broly. That deck, that deck is actually good. I have it. I got it from Greg. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Yo, I was like, this is wild. I got, I got this deck. All right, so I picked this deck up. There's a story why I said I'm bringing this up. I picked this deck up a couple months ago when the UI was like $100, like UI Goku, the four drop from Draftbox 4, uh, like Broly button time. And I was like, okay, man. Well, That's more than a couple months, bro. Co okay. Co COVID got you fucked yeah, up. Yeah, COVID got you fucked up. It's January. All right, January. Yeah, damn. Whoa. It's, that's 10 months ago. All right, I picked this deck up 10 months ago, and the guy was like, I really want those UIs you have. I knew that that UI was going to be trash once Button was banned, Zeno Button. I was like, sure, I'll trade him to you. And he was like, I got this green Broly Dex max, rare, max Rarity. I said, sure, I'll swap with you. We swapped. I was trade of a lifetime. Trade, that's the best trade I've gotten in any card game ever. And like, I, I play it. Every format, I put the deck back together. Shout out to Greg. Yeah, shout out to Greg. Thank you, Mr. De Palma. Appreciate it. Uh, I play it every format, and I'm like, damn, this is good. I do like it a lot. I feel like it's one of those decks where... It's in a great position right now. Yes, it because... It has a lot of great matchups right now. Everybody's going tall. No one's going wide. I got two pops per turn. Man, that's yep. good. <laughs> it just it just auto wins against Red Broly. Yep. So which is becoming the most popular deck. Mm-hmm. Because people are finally getting their hands on the promos. Uh, bro, the, the wrong, they're playing the wrong Broly BR. They sure are. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's super cool. I'm wondering uh, how much the, the community will catch on and, and how much steam that leader will catch from this. But uh, definitely cool. And we also have one reboot hit. Oh, yeah. Yo, reboot hit is real good. It's a weird skillless deck yeah. that people would, like have been sleeping on. And I think that the reboot leaders outside of reboot Beerus are all decent. Actually. They are all decent. And mini spoiler alert for later in the episode one of the cards that I picked as my top is gonna is the card that was played in this reboot hit deck. I I don't know what this card is. Hold. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not looking forward. I actually don't because I didn't look at the reboot. I was hit super deck pumped list. when I saw this list and I was like, yo, I picked that card. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Like I saw it on the thing when I was like driving back down. I saw that it made top cut. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. I didn't look at the deck list though because I knew I'd be like tempted to play it and I'm trying not to play any red decks right now. So but I'm looking forward to seeing Jimmy's pick now. Yeah. All right, we'll 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 get into our main topic here in a second. I just do want to go over a few cards of note that were added into some of these decks. Uh, so, of course, we see the the untap hate cards being played. Uh, the one drops, people are playing them. They need to stop. Those They're cards, playing them. Those cards suck. They are god-awful. I played myself the other day with those cards against myself. And you guys are probably like, well, of course you played the beach. I have no bias when I play, actually. It doesn't work that way. I actually decided to charge every D-Magic when I was playing, and then all my revenge big baby attacks, I just drew a card. I was like, cool, I'll negate and not untap and draw cards. It was perfectly fine. I do think that if you do not play a Floodgate-heavy version of baby, those cards hurt you. Because like if you play like Mechicorp and all those cards, it definitely does hurt. I will. I can agree with that. So what, what about just other blue leaders? It just only hurts D-Magic. Yeah. 
are, are you that scared of D-backs? And a lot of these blue leaders are playing Gohan. Yeah. They like why are they why would you not play it? One of them untaps two, the other one untaps three. Like you're playing Gohan, you're playing Baby Hatch. But if you so if that card hits board, right? And mm-hmm. you and you tap out to play your, your battle card negate, are you worried about these these decks that can go wide though now? But no one's going wide. Now if people start playing go wide decks, you're right. I would be a little nervous. Okay. So but, like what about Vigex? Does that make you nervous? No, because I played this in a super combo, but that's a me thing. Yeah. Okay. Like if you don't so play do you, Super you, Combo. All right, so so let's let's keep the conversation going then. Do blue decks need to start working on getting in Zeno Super Combo? Yeah, I, I've been saying that for a while. I say Zeno Super Combo is the best super combo for blue decks. And, and not just because of that. It's like the fact that hand control is hard against blue. Like it's just hard. So tucking the card you need to keep for later in the game is important. So let's talk about starter coup. Like the, the starter coup that everyone yeah. I call it I call it starter coup. I know these like super elitists want to tell me I'm wrong because it's the, <laughs> it's the reboot, whatever. I don't even know what they call it. Soul, Str- soul, soul striker. striker so yeah. they call it reboot soul striker. I, I call it fucking starter coup. Cause it's, it's starter. Coup. It's, it is. It, it's, the, it's the reboot version of them. I, I said that on, I, I said that on stream for the tournament that starter coup won. They said, what decks do you think you'll see in top cut? And I said, starter coup. And I think it was Android and Aspira were both like, oh, uh, starter coup, <laughs> wrong leader. And I was like, okay, bro, sure. You, like, you know what I fucking meant. And and what do you know? The deck wins. Yeah. So, hey. it, is, it is starter coup. Anybody trying to like be nitpicky, say Soul Striker? I'm like, bro, shut up. That's that's just doing too much. It's literally, it's the same leader. It's a reboot version of the of the leader. Exactly. Exactly. If I say, if I say SS3, you think I'm talking about the band SS3, SS3? leader's yeah. going to win? No one's no. They say it's literally nitpicking, and I, I, exactly. hate, I hate. Don't be the person who nitpicks. Anyways, um, talking about starter coup, right? A lot of them are playing Zamasu super combo. They're playing, yeah, and they're you're using a rival Goku hit. What is your recommendation for them? Uh, to get off of that and start playing uh, Gohan. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> I, I I personally feel that Goku hit is a very powerful card, but it clunks your deck anyways, because you have to wait for the Zamasu. So that's the thing. So if you take my, my recent match against Anthony Figueroa, great player, you know, mm-hmm. great, probably way better than me. But if he did not hit that Zamasu super combo off his life, I won that turn. He, I, thought, he thought he lost. He told me he was like, until I top deck that Zamasu super combo he was like, I probably lost. Yeah. So the difference is right. That's just deck construction though. He's put in a large line of cards that all work that do that. So if you were to play, if he played Gohan, uh, Zeno, and cards like that instead, he, I mean, are you going to attack to the Gohan? If I can win. But do you think you can win, though? I don't know. That's, that, it's that, situational. That, is that very, is, it is situational, right? But it's it makes the opponent think. And anytime my opponent has to think, I think I'm in a good spot. Sure. So yeah. I'm like, Gohan, sure. And if Zeno's in my hand, you tap me, I, you'd put a card down, and I Zeno, I untap energy now. And it's also, when we think about the decks in the format, Vigex historically has a fairly low hand size unless you're just hitting every single boo every single turn, which yeah. means you're also not efficiently using your energy. Correct. Um, and then you have Red Broly, who needs all these pieces in their hand. So, so that, that Gohan really does put in work against yeah. those decks. It's, it just stops. I, I almost rarely never get attacked. And the Gohan. the Gohan, if you don't know what, what we're talking about, just because there's 10 million Gohans in the game, it's the <laughs> one that it's the counterplay battle card. That, counterattack. counterattack. Ca- I'm sorry. Counterattack battle card that you put a if, if you attack through it, you have to put a card from your hand to bottom of deck every time. Yep. It's brutal. I mean for aggro decks, I don't they're not really hanging with that. That card is really good. Especially when you when 
you as the blue player naturally has a bigger hand size yeah. than me as and, the aggro player. And then like you're sitting with a Zeno in your hand, so then they attack. They're less likely to combo anything. So they attack you with a 19 or a 20k. And you're like, all right, I'll combo my Zeno. Yeah. Pick up a card, untap, and play a new energy down untapped. So I've got out the next attack. Now if you want to attack me again, you know I have a negate up because I have one blue open now. Even if you had that little funky like energy hate card. Yeah. So exactly. I'm not a fan of those cards. I think they're easy to play around. I think people just have to make the adjustment. Now, if people make the, don't make the adjustment, sure. I think the energy hate card people should be playing is Borgos. We that line. Oh yeah, those are good. Uh, let's let's keep it moving though because I I want to make sure we have enough time for a main topic. A few quick cards to note. We're not even going to discuss them, but just so you are aware, uh, Figex also Andrew Duvall played the tournament pack SS4 Sun Goku, the one that you free overrealm and it's like the Fu mission accomplished. Where oh, you really? pull a card back. Yeah, he played four of them in his, in his main deck. I thought that was pretty wild because we tested it and didn't like it very much. Not at all. Uh, so that that was interesting. Uh, he also played Shroud at Foo, but he typically always plays Shroud at Foo from the list I've seen. I mean, and why would you not? Card's broken. Uh, we saw Broly. We already talked about it. They're playing Piccolo uh, Jr., Giant Force card, and they're also playing Kitten Piccolo, the new ruler, the three drop. Oh, yeah, that card's crazy. And then let's see. We had Red Hit playing doo -doo 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 -doo, Sun Goku Nimbus Master. Uh, we have Invoker playing with Corrin's Secret Meds. I, I didn't see any other new cards in that Invoker. And then we see Sin, Siding In, Tyrannical Blow, and Chi-Chi. Okay. Uh, so just just some new cards to look out for. Uh, but I believe, aside from that, that's everything for the news. Anything I missed, Mike? No. Not. All right. Let's get into the main topic, our top cards. Turtle School Weekly Focus. All right. So at the start of every format, what we do is... We look at the newest set that's coming out because we start each season with a new format and we pick our favorite cards. We pick our favorite cards, whatever they are. We look at each color and which ones we think are the top. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> oh, my man, Drizzy. All right. So I know. And I was kind of mad because this set had multicolors. Yeah. Last time it was top five. Now it's top six. I'm still going to go with the Drizzy drop, though. Yeah, we got to. Got to go with the Drizzy drop. I'm a big drop. Drake fan if you know me. I am, too. All right, so Mike, let's let's kick off this uh, this thing here. Let's start with red. Who do you got? Uh, I have the Corin Sensu Bean card. Really? Uh, I do not remember the name of this card, but I know it it's is Corin Secret Medicine. Corin Secret Medicine. That card in testing so far, because I've been playing this past week. Cause I thought I was playing Jersey. That card was really good. Uh, no I, kidding. I thought a lot of trash about it though. When I it also did. I'm still low on it. I, think, I didn't get to test with you all, though. Yeah, I didn't get to play with Jimmy at all because he's just on that work schedule. But I thought the car was nuts. I was like, man, this is what I wanted in my Bulma deck. I actually was like, I no enjoy kidding. this card. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't think it's like a mandatory in every red deck, like how Sensor Bean seems mandatory in every blue deck. But in your mid-range slash control red deck, I do want that card. So it's my top red card. Okay, cool. So I did not pick that because I'm still under the impression the card's overrated. <laughs> I guess I guess the team will have to prove me wrong on that. Uh, my pick for the best red card is King's Piccolo, King Piccolo New Ruler. That's the free play. That's the one. only we just talked about. Was the yeah. three drop. Uh, so I think that card just broken. And if you are going to play red or you're going to play really just any deck that can utilize this, because it just needs a red leader. Your deck in general doesn't have to be red. You just need a red leader. It is a free play 15K double strike. Yeah. So immediately I'm just like, all right, what can we jam this in? I mean, think about how much free play now you can get in these aggressive red decks. You got Tau, him. You've got Tau, him, Bardock. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. 
I mean, it is not bad. Like I'm thinking about like Bernhan. I'm thinking about oh, Bernhan's good. I built that the other day. Did I like you? It. Yeah. Okay, because I was th- I was thinking about that. Yeah, I built the other day. It was pretty interesting. I was like, man. And this I, is this, way this King I Piccolo card might be what it needed. I don't know the because King, the King we, Piccolo. Mike and I both built Bernhan when it came out, mm-hmm. or well, not when it came out, but recently. I would say like two formats ago, we yeah. both built it. Both our versions were different. They both did the same thing though. They just died out Felt every bad. single time, and you just get killed on the crackback mm-hmm. if your opponent knows how to play against it so we went off of it but I, I might go back on it because this king piccolo card is just i mean anytime i see free in this card game i'm about it i'm, I'm interested at least i'm interested it's good in that deck uh so we'll talk about that on a later day but that we definitely talk about it. it's good all right so let's move on to blue my top blue card from draft box is intersecting fates Cards real good. Intersecting Fates is wild, bro. At what blue deck? Sh- I mean, aren't you playing this if you're playing blue? You are. Some you're people, playing this if you're playing someone blue. Someone tried to tell me that the card is a trap. They said the card's a trap because blue doesn't need any more extra cards in it. I said, sure. But man, I really like the idea of looking at two, taking one, putting it in my hand, putting another on the bottom, and then just untapping that energy. That seems broken to it me. It seems so good. Like, it's... Is it a tr- if I get it off my life and, and I'm in a like life or death situation? Sure, but I don't think blue decks should play that way anymore. I don't think I think blue decks should be playing all these like floodgate cards, all these cards that stop your opponent from playing. So I don't mind having extra cards because I'm looking yeah. for those cards. I think it's broken. Um, like Mike said, you look at two top tra- t- two cards at the top of your deck. It only costs one energy. You add one, place the rest on the bottom, which also has synergy with things that you want on bottom of your deck. Mm-hmm. And then you switch, uh, you switch one energy to active. It's free. It's free. It's free. Physically and free. They were just talking on the main page about how a lot of blue decks don't have a turn one play. That is my turn one. That is my turn one my, right there. My, my, Why would my, I not yeah, want to play that? That's my turn one, and I still have one untapped for the negate. <laughs> that's my turn one. When turn when turn three or four goes south on whatever deck you're playing, once you get four energy, mm-hmm. when you don't have your four drop to play, because let's be real, it's a card game that happens. Absolutely. I have a three drop. I probably have a three drop I can play. And guess what I'm doing with that one extra energy? Playing Intersecting Fates. Playing Intersecting Fates. It's so good. So that is my favorite blue card. Mike, what you got? Uh, King Vegeta Giant Force is my favorite blue card. I have got a bunch of my friends to buy a whole lot of them, actually, because it's a broken interaction. It's plus one, activate main, up to one of your opponents, choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards. Uh, you pretty much bounce one back to their hand, and then neg three, pay blue one X, draw five cards. Uh, whatever you pay for X, you draw that amount. I cannot, I can't explain to you how good that is. I was playing SS3 and I was like, man, I've drawn five cards, three turns in a row now. I think this is real good. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's broken. I like the card a lot. I agree with you. I, it, I was very close to picking it. It's uh, I mean, I do like Raditz though. That's what uh, I was going to say. I didn't pick it cause I couldn't decide between that and Raditz. And I was like, I'm going intersecting face. <sighs> It's it's very hard to pick between the two to be honest. Like Raditz is very good in Soul Striker, King Vegeta is very good in SS three. You really have to just determine which one do you, what deck do you want to play, right? I'm and like, I think it just comes down to your your preferred play style yeah, at this it, point. I can't I can't pick which one I even like better. No, I definitely do think it's a preferred play style thing. Uh, I just like SS three because the energy ramp. I think energy ramp's cool. I've always, for for our listeners that are maybe interested in Blue Mike, as far as play style goes. What deck would you choose? Like, what which play style do you think would lean towards either one? I personally like King Vegeta's like defensive side more. 
Okay. If you like aggressive, like if you want to play like a more tempo base, I think Soul Striker's better because the untap on your turn and in the middle of your turn, untap forces two, you to be more tempo. Based. Yeah, it forces you to be more tempo based. Versus SS three is like I tapped out, I made some plays, then I untapped three. So like. You just have three energy up for defense every turn. Yeah, so yeah. Me, me personally, I would definitely be on the Soul Striker side, and Mike would definitely be on the SS3 yeah, side. Yeah, I'd definitely on the SS3 side because I get to play Gohan. Mike loves to sit and do nothing when he yeah, plays this game. I do. It's his favorite thing to do. It is actually a favorite thing. I let you scroll my phone, you know, let, let tell my opponent go ahead and go, and then wait for them to make a mistake. <laughs> I like doing that on my opponent's turn. I play next. <laughs> <laughs> I play next. Like, do your worst, bro. Fuck mm. it. I went all in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both strategies work in this game. So, you know, that's why I like this game so much. You can do a lot of different things. All right, Mike, what you got for green? Uh, the Sun Gohan five drop that turns into. Ooh, nice. That turns into a two drop. Uh, nice. That card is bonkers, bro. Uh, it's the SR. It's the green Sun Gohan SR. I don't remember his name. Um, I haven't tested it at all. But I did watch someone else play the card, and I was just thoroughly impressed. And I didn't, I do not like the green cards in this set. So this was an easy pick for me. But I thought it was cool to have, uh, you know, deflect removal from your opponent, like on your opponent's oh, yeah. cards. So I was dope. like, and it's double strike. It's just so, I was like, that's so good. Oh yeah, card card is really dope. I mean? I liked it a lot. Uh, it was up. It was in contention for me, but I did not pick it. Peter Rudigarn. I did not. Oh. My favorite card is the card that was played in Reboot Hit. It's a green card. It is a green card. The Reboot Hit deck was green with Healing Pod Ooh. and Skillless. My favorite card is Great Saiyan Man 2 Budding Hero. Is that the Videl card? That is the Videl card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm impressed. I did not know that the deck was green. I thought the deck was red. You say Reboot Hit, uh -huh. I think, I think I know. red. I know. That's why I saved it for now. I think the card's good, and I think Reboot Hit proved it. I don't even think that was a. I don't think that was a, a freak thing. I think that deck is actually really good. Uh, so great, same man, two budding hero. When you play it, you can play up to one skillless battle card with energy cost of two or less from your deck or drop, and then for one green, you can choose one of your skillless battle cards with energy cost of two or less, return it to your hand, and play this card from your hand. That's pretty good. That's wild. That's pretty good. So you can, you already have a skillless on board. You swing, tap one, play Budding Hero. Budding Hero plays another two drop. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. That's pretty good. You just loop it. Yeah. I, like I mean, that's that's sweet. Uh, I think the card's really good. It gives you some good tempo. And I think, I don't know. I think there's definitely something to skillless. And because you can play it from drop, it can trigger healing pots. So then you draw one. Yeah. And hit also triggers. And hit pot. also triggers. So, yeah. dang. I don't know, man. I, I've thought about reboot hit all wrong at this point. Yeah. I, I was super happy they did that. I'm like, yo, this is getting pretty wild here. You've yeah. got that. You've got access to Bardock. You've got all these dope green cards. You have Tao also. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Sold. I don't know if he was playing all that. I can't remember his list exactly, but that's what I'm playing. Yeah. All right. I'm putting it together. And you can play. I'm probably going to try and play the trunks, the overwhelm trunks, the free play. Oh, that's my guy. Crit. Oh, that card's sweet. Yeah, that's my guy. I've had my judge play Dimin set forever. Dimensional support trunks. I miss playing that. Mm -hmm. I played it in U7 Gohan for the longest time. It's such a good card. Playing the Nantuku beast or Nantuku monster. The, uh, Natade village monster. The go. dinosaur. Yeah. Gotta have that. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, Great Saiyan 2 Budding Hero is my pick for green. I will kick us off for yellow. So... Yellow was tough for me. I would say I was least excited about the yellow cards, but one stood out. I think it's a card that a lot of people are sleeping on. Is it an extra is it an extra card? It is not. Okay. But there was a there was one post on it that I believe Scott Dashie had made. And um 
there was some controversial things going on of people saying the card's good, card's bad. And ironically, me and Mike don't talk about these with each other, but he leaked a little bit of what he may pick, and I think we actually may have picked the same card. I'm not sure. What you got? I picked Lord Slug Super Namekian. Yes. That is, actually that is your my card? Pick. That was my actual pick, yes. So. He's good. He's good. It's very good. He's a three drop, bond two. When he's in rest mode, your opponent can't add cards from their deck to their hand. It turns off super combos. Mm -hmm. Turns off super combos. Turns off like just any unison draw effect, like any of that stuff. They can't do any of these things. I like the card a lot. I do think that it's hard to play though, but I like it the is. card. It is. And that's why I said I, I wasn't like a huge fan of yellow. Yeah. This set. I just, yellow did not get a huge power increase, which honestly I'm kind of glad because since Shimron's broken, I don't <laughs> think they need it. Another good yellow tool. No. I think that's why yellow isn't good in here. I think, th yeah, I think since Shimron may actually be limiting game design at this point. They're like, hey man, we can't keep printing these good cards for yellow as long as since Shimron's what we're pushing. Yeah. And that is the most pushed deck in the format right now. So, so that's funny though. We had the same one because I thought that that was an underrated card. I don't think it, as I don't think many people are talking no, people about it. People are talking about it. There's actually it's pretty cool if you play the slug deck, which is a green deck, but if you play the slug deck, it only costs two in the slug deck. So Yeah. And there's also an activate main for one yellow. Yeah, that plays the wings that reduces all the cost of the card. Right. I definitely and like you can bring it back with the slug cards. I I, I think there's something to it in slug. But I'm not playing slug because the slug leader is miserable. Yeah it is. But that needs a reboot. Yo, I got a reboot. That could be a top tier. I deck. hope they never reboot that. Please, let's not do that. But uh, there are be top tier. There are chances there's a new slug leader uh, set twelve. So we'll see. What was the difference? I don't want it to be that. I don't want it to be that hand control slug. Uh, I think it'll be hand. I think it'll be hand control something. I don't want it to be hand control. We'll see. But uh, uh, you know, it's a strong chance we do get another slug leader in set twelve. Because if you've been following the Unison Warrior, they've been doing the parasitic dragon balls, and Slug is one of the owners of the parasitic dragon balls. Yep. So he's probably going to get a deck. All right. Cool. Well, so we had the same one. Any honorable mentions for you? Uh, Perunga Giant Force. One, I love Perunga. Two, I don't know, man. It's literally says add a marker to the card. And then neg one, draw a card. Is my opponent going to really focus attacking this card? I don't know. Maybe they do, sure. But maybe they don't. And I just have this free draw one card every turn. So I like that card. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't know where it fits in the format, but I like it. Cool. Makes sense. Um, all right. Well, I kicked off yellow. You kick off black. All right. My favorite black card. <laughs> The Migra. The, yeah, the guy. It had to be. I have the same one. Yeah. Everyone has the same like, one. This is no surprise. Uh, this is the dumbest card. I think, to date, this is the dumbest card printed. I think it's worse than Gogeta 7. I think it's worse than Kaoken Son Goku. I think it's worse than every other card we've seen in this game. Uh, this card is Grim Reaper without having to have any pieces to it. That's dumb. Like, Grim Reaper itself is already one of the best cards in the format. You took that, and it required to go to the end of trunks in your hand. Now I don't need any of that. I just need to draw. Now I just need to draw the Grim Reaper. Pay over realm five, huh? And over realm five. Over realm five. Dark, and, dark and it has over realm or dark over dark realm. Dark over realm. Like, I can dark. Just so the card person and it it warps a card on my opponent's board. It draws me a card to replace itself, and then every time it attacks, I warp a card on my opponent's hand. This card's too. <laughs> this card's too. It's thirty k. What are we doing here? Who's even killing this outside of the Grim Reaper card or Demigra itself? There's no other way to really get rid of this card. It's a nuisance. I think it's a mistake in design. I hope it gets banned at some point in the future because it's it's single-handedly the best Dark Overrun card they've ever printed. It, oh, yeah. 
And like it's an arguing arguable for the best two drop ever. And some of our listeners may not know the difference. Can you explain the difference? All right. So overrealm is any amount of cards, right? Like any any as long as you have five. Overrealm five means I have five cards in my drop, and then when I play it, it goes away at the end of turn. Dark overrealm five means I have five black cards in my drop. Right. Meaning that you know I had to have I had to have a five to do it this way, but then it stays permanently. So this Demigra never leaves the board unless it's killed like a regular battle (laughs) card, and it comes down turn two. This is not fair Dragon Ball. Like, I mean, I'm not to the point where I'm like, oh man, they've ruined the game, but I'm like, oh man. It's sketchy. It's sketchy. It's like, real sketchy. And it's, if you know anything about black, like Dark Broly can recycle this card oh, yeah. nonstop. This is a very recyclable card. Imagine getting this card played on your turn two, and they play another one turn three, and they also play the Dark Broly that warps one card from your hand or warps one from your board. They are $33 right now. It is going to go up. I think, I think that's too low. It is. It is. I th- I can see this card being anywhere from sixty to hundred. Yeah. This is this is one of those like bought out rate. I already have. I have two. I'm I'm I've been looking to try and find them locally from someone I know. But yeah. if not, I'm just buying two off TCG Player for thirty three. Yeah. It's it's too good. I mean, I personally think that Dark Broly might be the best deck in the format now. Sadly, like you know, yeah. it was already catching steam. This really pushes the deck. And anybody who thinks differently, I want you to show me some gameplay of you playing this against somebody playing Dark Broly. At, with this card in their deck, and you just steamrolling them. Show it to me, because it seems unreal. It does. It, it does. Just, it, also, the warp from your hand when it attacks doesn't have to attack a leader. So we all play unison cards. So you're telling me I can just start attacking unisons, warping cards, and your it's hand? not unique. It's, no, that was awesome. It's like not unique. Why can I have more than one? They've put unique on so many cards now that it's like okay, you know they're, they're, that don't need it. That don't need it. You're right. I, I said that don't need it. Like the Lord Slug Super Namekian card we're talking about has unique. Why would that even need unique? It doesn't. But guess what? It has it. But this Demigra does not have it. So I can have an army of this Demigra on the board and just, uh, I, I don't know. It's too good. Card's broken. I, I had no doubt we were going to pick the same one. Yeah. I think it's the best card in the whole set. Like it's just nothing really compares to it. No, it's one of the best cards in the game. Yeah. So I, I honestly don't really have an honorable mention. I have the opposite though. I have a card that I wanted to talk about that is overhyped. Is it the Toa? No. What is it? I don't even know why it got hyped, but I keep seeing people talk about it. Sun Goten changing history. Is that the it is over, card? It is over Realm 3. Choose one card in your hand and discard it. Switch this card to active mode. Oh, it's like supposed to be the bootleg Turles? That thing's terrible. But people are acting like it's so good. Yo, why... Why am I going to play this? It does not make any sense. There are so many better overrealms to play for three or four. Just play the uh, the the four. It's I think it's a Bardock where you draw two pitch one. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, people are saying, oh, it's broken because I can I can proc Beerus. Uh, I just play the Bardock. Majesty or whatever, yeah. the green one. I'll just play a Bardock that's a 20K. Yeah, and draws me, and two. Draws me two cards. Yeah, I'd rather play the Bardock. That, that- oh, this literally. So if you do that play, right, that's the play that you want to do. You do not gain any cards back to your hand. Nope. So you, you just, lose two. You neg two. Neg three. The him, the card you pitched. No, because you pitched the beers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. But still, you neg two to swing three times. And none of so, it's crit. So and none of it is crit. So that means at best, at absolute best, you plus one. Yeah, I'm out. Whereas the other play, I'm already even. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all down for the bar. That card's not. I very start good. off neg when I start that <laughs> playoff. It makes no sense. Please do not buy into any hype that anyone tries to put on this card. It sucks. And on top of that, how many times have we talked about going wide doesn't work right now? Yeah, going wide is terrible. You right have now. to go taller. 
This is a go wide card. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. That is that is my pick of it should never be considered anyone's top. Uh, if there's something I'm missing, please let me know. But I don't think there is. I think it just sucks. Yeah, it's it's a bad card. I'm with you on that one. No, it's no good. And then I guess we're on the multicolor now. Yeah, multicolor, and I have a feeling we may have the same one. We don't. We don't. Okay. All right. Well, I'll start us off since you started mm-hmm. black. Uh, my pick is Final Heat Phalanx. 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 Yeah. Phalanx. I don't know. That's a hard word. Phalanx. Phalan. Phalanx. Xanax. Zanny. Zannies. Zannies. I say Final Zanny. Final Zannies. Yo, Final Heat Zanny, bro. <laughs> I like that. All right, Final Heat Zanny is mine. If your leader card is blue, choose up to one of your leader cards. Uh, or battle cards, it gets plus 5k for the turn. If the battle card being played has an energy cost of 6 or less, it's placed at the bottom of its owner's deck instead. Yeah, it's since it being plus Royal Condemnation. Yeah, Seems I mean, good. it's great for Invoker. At this point, what multicolor deck are you really playing that isn't Invoker? Maybe Cell Surge? Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, um, so yeah, multicolor card at this point is just... Did it support Invoker? Yes, cool. No, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like it supports Invoker, so I picked it. I'm not excited about it. Don't like Invoker, but that's my pick. Mike, what you got? I got Lord Slug Youth Regained, actually. Really? Yeah. I overlooked this card completely. And then Sean. So did I, apparently. Sean, when I was driving home, we were just talking. You know, I was long drive, six and a half hour drive. So I was talking. I wanted to talk to somebody, being in the car by myself. And uh, he's taught, he's like, actually for this card, because I got eight boxes. I was like, yeah, I got it, I think. I mean, is it good? He was like, oh, it's real good. And I was like, why is it good? And then so he explains to me. He goes, on turn two in my Gotenks deck, I play my unison, and then I make two tokens. I was like, yeah, that's the standard play, unless you have like Zarbon or something in there. But yeah, that's standard. He goes, okay, turn three, I play Grim Reaper. I attack, attack. Then I play this Sword Slug on top of it. And then I rip a card out your hand when I attack with it or pop another card. That's yeah, like, pretty good. I said, so this card is just Fuse Deity Zamasu. For Go Tanks. For Go Tanks. And wow. a deck that already plays Fuse Deity Zamasu. Yeah. So I was like, oh. I overlooked that too. I completely overlooked wow. that. <laughs> I was like, and he was like, also, it's also put six on the board pretty easy. He's like, you could do the the Trunks plays that play the Goten, or the Goten from the deck. Right. And then you do those plays and then put this on top so of it. So if you them. don't have Grim Reaper. Yeah, you still have you still a card. still have a card that can, I mean. That's threatening. I was yeah. like, man, that's pretty good, actually. I don't know how many I'd play in the deck. The but. only problem I have with it is just the Bond 3 if you can't keep those tokens on board. Yeah, if you don't get that Bond 3. You can make the token that turn, though. Oh, you can't make it that turn. Yeah, that's that, that this card costs one green to make. That is true. So like, even if they remove your tokens, you're like, all right, cool, I'll just make two make more tokens. More. Yeah, that's fair. So I, that's my pick. All right, nice. I like that one. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, all right. Well, those are our picks for our top cards from Giant Force. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Uh, some surprises even for us as we talked about yeah. it. Overall, Mike, what deck do you think is going to be the best deck this format? Red Broly. I think Red Broly is going to be the best deck because of that Piccolo Jr. card. Black Mass Sand was like one of the prominent cards that stopped them, and also like just having blockers to stop some of the crit attacks. So you can still get cards to your hand. Well, now they got a card that clears that. Like I never liked that Kale Unison in their deck. So I think removing the Kale for that card is going to make that be the best deck in the format. But if that's not the best deck in the format, it's Dark Broly, sadly. Uh, I It's one of those Broly decks. It has to be. Dark Broly's super pushed because of Demigra now. And then Red Broly's pushed because of Piccolo. They're both actually doing well in tournaments anyways. But they got 
all the other top decks didn't get anything really. I mean, you have Raditz going into Soul Striker, and you also have like the Bardock, the the ape that you evolve from the energy. But that takes some work to get to work correctly. So until someone shows me how to make it work correctly all the time, I'm iffy on it. But I definitely think Dark Broly or Red Broly is going to be the best deck. I lean towards Red Broly only because Dark Broly is a black deck, and so many people do not like playing black decks for whatever reason. I do not understand, but they are never the deck of choice for people. Like people rather play. Like for example, Vegex was the best deck this past format, arguably. Like it's that or Shinron, in my opinion, and people just weren't playing it. I thought that's crazy. Yeah, and there, there were a decent amount of people playing it, but not as many as there should have yeah, been. Not as many as with as powerful as the yeah, deck I see, was. Like when you look at Storm, Storm, right. everyone plays Storm. You're like fifty percent of the room is Storm. Right, right, right. It's it never, was not like that with Vigex. No, you're like maybe like twenty percent of people are playing. Right, Vigex. twenty twenty five. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely it wasn't being played at the rate it should have been being played. Yeah, um, honestly, I I really agree with you. I I probably would have picked Red Broly as well. Uh, I still think Vigex is. It's in good. A decent spot. Oh, I, I mean, I don't, when we say these are the best decks, I don't want anybody to think, about, or when I say it's the best, I don't want you to think that you can't, I'm probably still playing Blue Baby. Yeah. Like, I'm not, right, I'm right, not right. off of any of so, the decks that I liked. So with, with, but I, I still agree with you. I think Red Broly just has like the biggest ceiling right now. Um, the plays you can get off of it are just crazy and the amount of value you can generate off yeah. of it is crazy. Uh, I actually am, am in process of rebuilding the Gex a bit, the way that the format is shaped out. But I agree, and I also think the Demigra is literally just so good, and the best deck it goes in is Dark Broly. Dark Broly has to be a contender. It has that's, to be. That, that was my thought process on it. Like, I'm probably going to play it Vic X. Like, it, the card is just so good. It's, why why am I not good. playing it? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I'm still baffled by so, the So, do you think, in your opinion, are there any decks that have strong matchups against both of those? Yeah. Red Broly and Dark Broly. What is it? Blue Baby. Yeah. I think Blue Baby, I think Blue Baby does very well against those decks. Uh, I do think that the blue decks are going to struggle though, like with Dark Broly, because a lot of the blue decks struggle to have hand in the beginning of the game. Soul Striker and SS3, the two the two ones that everybody's playing, they don't have much of a hand in the beginning of the game. So with the with Demigra and the Broly that rips cards in hand, all start they would be being played from turn one, the Dark the Dark Broly turn two, the Demigra turn three, a Demigra and a Dark Broly. I mean, you're losing cards real fast here. Right. And they don't have to give you any. Like they they don't. Right. So. I do think they might show if they can find their way. Maybe we draw apes become a very popular card again in blue decks uh, to fix that. I could definitely see that actually becoming a thing. Uh, but blue baby's the one, the deck that's really good against them. I also think red Bulma though is very good against these decks. Um, Just all the blockers, all the blockers, the, neg the negate and a blocker. So I stopped two attacks. Uh, and then also the Gogeta card you can just win the game. I mean, yeah, it, that Gogeta just wins games. You play it. And then you neg 15 and you play the six drop and then you neg 20 a card. So you've neg 15 most of the board. You neg 35, one card that's real big in the way. And they ha they can't go through the card. It can't be KO'd. Also, right. it's really good. If you play the eight drop Gojita on top of it or the SCR Broly, I mean, how are you losing? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's true. I, I agree with that. So I think any of, I think those are probably great choices for listeners to pick because. Dark Broly may be hard to access because the Demigra is yeah. obviously expensive. And the Red Broly TP, Red Broly TP is just stupid. It's still sitting at... Uh, I want to say I saw it at 55 last. Oh, really? Okay, because I saw it at 70 last, so it's dropped more. But people are still trying to juice. Uh, I was talking to Nick yesterday, mm -hmm. and Nick told me someone told him two for 110 each. 
Oh, that's ugly. I was like, you're out of your mind. But people are just still trying to get so much money out of these damn tournament packs. Yeah. So for a lot of people, and it needs the SCR, it's just a lot of money to spend. So Cheap options, uh, Sinshenron, you know. Sinshenron, yeah. You're not good against Dark Broly, but you're real good against Red Broly, though. Yeah. And Sinshenron, although you're losing Dark Broly, like we said, people don't like to play black. You don't like to play black. And you have a great spread against the rest of the room. Yeah, because in this game, you're never good against everything. No, yeah. but Sinshenron probably has the best yes, spread. Yes, I think Sinshenron does have the best spread. Like, you just can't be good against all the decks. So, like, if you're like, Invoker oh. had the best spread, but aggro decks have gotten powerful enough to just go over it. Mm -hmm. yeah, or, say, I guess, rather go under it. Go, I say, is yeah, the go, correct term. go under it and just put them in such a weird spot. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep things moving, though. Hopefully, you like this. I love this episode. Uh, I look forward to it every season. So, we'll do it, of course, again for, for set 12. But let's get into results of training. Results of training. All right, before we, we get into this, I haven't done a whole lot of testing again. I'm sorry, guys. This, I, <laughs> Mike can tell you, everyone that all my friends can tell you, this work schedule for me has been insane. I work from 3.30 to midnight, but literally the past two days in a row, I've worked till 5 a.m. Terrible. So I have worked from 3.30 p.m. to 5 a.m. the past couple days, and over the past two weeks, the majority of the time I'm working at least an extra two to three hours. So it's just been a lot. I've been exhausted Ruining the prime. I'm tired time right now, games. honestly. <laughs> um, and I actually have to get, I have to sign in in 30 minutes. So it, it has been a little bit crazy for me. One thing I just do want to say before I, Mike can talk about his testing is I saw, so I saw this YouTube video. I'm not going to call anybody out. It really isn't a big deal. I could care less what people say. And I'm happy that we have content creators in this game, but something that a content creator said bothered me actually. What did they say? So, this was a video he made it for this last format mm -hmm. at the somewhere in like the middle of the format. And basically it was his tiered leader list. So we talked about like, okay, I think these decks are like tier one. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. That, we give our opinion and anyone is entitled to their opinion. Here's my problem. Here's how we prefaced this whole video. He says, I have not tested any <laughs> cards, this format, but this is what I think. <laughs> how, how do you have an opinion if you haven't done any, like you, you can't have an opinion if you haven't done any testing, haven't at least have a team behind you where they're telling you, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And like for us, when we tell you we like a card and we haven't tested it, we said it today. <laughs> I haven't tested this, so we don't know, but on paper it looks good because yeah. this is a brand new format or we're telling you if we say a card's good, we will say either, Hey, we haven't tested this, but it looks good. We're going to test it or Hey, We've tested this. It's bonkers. Yeah. Like it's going to be one of those two things, but we're never yeah. going to go out and say, Oh yeah, this is how the whole format's going to play out. And he, and he also says something along the lines of, yeah, I haven't even played in like a couple months. It's like, so you haven't played in months. You haven't played competitively at all. You haven't even tested these cards. <laughs> However, you have this 30 minute detailed video about every tier, every leader and where they, oh. and the list is terrible, but See. the list was what would look like someone would have if they hadn't tested, you know, it, yeah. it would just look like these decks from old. I got a little support. Oh, they must be the best decks. And they weren't. Uh, so I just want to throw it out there that when we talk about our results training, when we talk about favorite cards, talk about our picks, we are very transparent with you. Yeah. I say I play a lot. Uh, I play a whole lot. I don't think anybody actually plays more than me. Like I would probably wager that. I get off work around two thirty. Mike does. There's literally always someone at Mike's house playing Dragon Ball yeah. with him. My girlfriend's like, "Are they, are they coming over today?" She didn't go. Yeah, my wife asked. I know they're coming over. 
So I, I, pl- I play every day. And I'm like, I play from like three to like eight, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I play all day. I'm like, I don't know, I play a lot. I play enough that it could be like a job. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I definitely have done the testing. Uh, and it shows, you know, like even, even, even talking to Joey, who's arguably one of the best players in the game, right? Yeah. On his channel. Even he told you on his video with you, like, wow, you got some next level thinking, man. <laughs> I play a lot, man. When you play a lot, and I play myself too. That's the other thing. Like while I'm teaching and the kids are, cause we're on, everything's virtual. So they're on zoom and they're like doing their assignment. I have my cards on my bed and I'm just playing myself. I'm like, I've been playing. So I definitely try to give you guys the same detail. I don't tell you anything that I don't actually truly believe or anything like no misguiding or anything. Yep. So just, just be careful who you listen to is all that's, that's the only point I wanted to make. Just, just be careful who you listen to and, and know that, you know, it's like anything, whether it's car games or anything else in life. If you have feedback, all feedback is good. You just got to know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to know what to do with it. All right. I'm off my soapbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are running pretty late on time. But Mike, do you want to quickly go over some of the testing you've done? Uh, so this week I played a lot of Sin Shinron against uh, various different decks. I think the deck's good still. I was like, there's, I don't, I do think that you don't need to play Zarbon in the deck now. I am. Really? So that's funny because that's also what Kyle Thompson said. He said that Zarbon's overrated. Yeah. I I won't say overrated. I won't go that far, but I understand what he's saying though. Well, I don't, I, and I might be putting words in his mouth, but that was, that was the feeling I got from the conversation. I mean, it doesn't feel mandatory anymore. It's just not enough reasons to have to untap my ascension run. Like I, I don't have that many attacks to block. So. There's no reason to untap it. And I think that's just a result of the format understanding going why it doesn't work. Yeah, so people start. However, if that trend continues, at some point... It will start going wide People will start going wide because the whole room has now forgotten about decks that go wide. Yeah, I would never play a best two out of three without Zarbon in my sideboard, at least. But I don't think you need to main it. I'm starting to see max power is not as good now, actually. It does not feel as good. With the arrival of the Demigra, and they can just keep getting it back, so... I don't want to max power this card. That's me losing even more cards at that point. Uh, and blue being so prominent. Everybody's on blue. Max power is terrible against blue. Because they don't play cards ahead of energy cost. So Yeah, you're basically just saving it for baby hatch, I guess. Yeah, and that's that card's just a 40k vanilla at that point, right? So it's not very good there. So I don't know how I feel about max power in decks. Unless your deck has some apparent weakness to some deck that plays an overly cost card. It is card. scary, though, knowing... That they have a 40k, they can put an FTC on it anytime. Oh, yeah. So for one energy, they have a 50k <laughs> double strike base. <laughs> what's, you know what's crazy though? FTC is disappearing from the format. And I think that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm not playing without it. I appreciate it disappearing, but it's just not being played. Oh, yeah. Like people are just like, yeah, I don't play FTC. I'm like, holy crap. You don't, don't like winning. Yeah, I say you know, I like grinding. I say I I'm not playing without that's FTC. A, that in is most some decks. Chris logic right there. It is. That is that is the Chris logic. Chris will say that car is too good, so I'm not playing it. But you know, FDC should be in all decks, I feel, but a lot of people aren't playing it, so I'm like, all right, I don't need it. What else did I play this week a lot of? Oh, I played my SS3 deck, and I played Soul Striker. I do not know which deck is better, actually. As much as I want to say SS3 is better, that Raddus card is really good. So I'm like, oh, I'm on the fence. Um, I do think that Soul Striker can play the Bardock cards better than SS3 can. So, because that... You need to play chilled if you're playing that Bardock line. Oh, that chilled is so good. That was one of that. If intercepting fates wasn't a card, I was picking chilled. Yeah, I say a lot of people don't even care about this chill. It's very cheap right now, but like that's another card to pick up. Yeah, I would pick those up. Uh, it free plays itself by pitching a vanilla from your hand, and so you pitch. You can pitch a Bardock vanilla from your hand to play it, and then it plays the Bardock out 
for one blue when it does damage to a unison or a leader. It's it's pretty good. You know, I like the card a lot. Um, I just don't know if SS3 can facilitate correctly. It feels real bad because when I'm playing SS3, I'm losing my hand quickly until I activate King Vegeta's effect. So I'm like, oh, but Soul Striker, at least I have more cards in hand. So I got to figure out which one's better. Uh, that's probably the deck I'm playing in the finals. And if I don't revert back to playing Baby, you know, I want to play Baby. So I don't know. But th th those are the decks I've been playing. Uh, King Vegeta Raditz, both very good unisons. I think that I would never play them in the same deck, though. One's for Soul Striker, one's for SS3. Right, right. Oh, oh the Bardock crew deck? Terrible. Please. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't we all do that. Like, all right. If you're a fan of Bardock, play your deck. Enjoy. You know, I tell sure. you all the time, play your fun decks. Nothing wrong with playing your fun deck. Please don't go into a competitive tournament with yeah, it. Please don't you're go You're going to have a bad time. You're have a bad time. Um, you really got to draw that yellow-blue Bardock, and I'm going to let you know, it's dead. Uh, it comes out too late normally, and... Green has Frieza and blue has Gosling Trunk. So that card's just never hitting the board, I guess. And your deck's terrible. And your deck doesn't do anything. So it just it's a bad feeling. Right. So I didn't like it. All right. Um, yeah, and like I said, I have done much testing. I did <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, I'm straight edge. I don't really talk about it much. Uh, but I don't I don't drink, I don't do drugs, anything like that. I never have actually. And um anyways, I Still am on starter Frieza. I was, <laughs> that I was is the drug. I was working the other day and I literally was sitting there putting the foils I ordered online into my starter Frieza deck to make sure it was max rarity. And I was, and I, I looked at myself and I literally said, is this what drugs are like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta try to Haruga stuff in there actually. I know. I know. I was, I was thinking about that. It, the, the ratios get a little weird to be able to um, proc the Frieza army stuff though. That, yeah. that was my only drawback. I think the deck that's already a little un inconsistent becomes more inconsistent. That was, that was my hesitation. Yeah. It's just like, st it's like stepping down from cocaine to crack at that point. <laughs> you just keep going though, right? Uh, so that's where I was at. And I played against Oob. Which I guess is like my other drug. I can't. I can. I'll never ever get off oob. Uh, I guess that's more like smoking weed. Like yeah. you know, no matter what drugs you do, it doesn't matter if you're clean. You're you're probably gonna go back to smoking weed. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that that's that's where I'm at in life. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what the point Play of that was. Fun decks out. <laughs> but yeah, starter freeze. I don't know why I'm still on it. Uh, all right, let's let's get into our mailbag. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Manaka's Delivery Service. Yo, you guys have been crushing this <laughs> giveaway. I am so like grateful and pumped and just excited at how great of a response we've gotten. I don't even have time to go through everyone's review. Mm. <laughs> we have so many amazing reviews from you all. I did make some notes of people to shout out, but thank you. Seriously, everyone for participating yeah, in this and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I will say next time, you know, it's cool that, that this is how it worked, but let's keep this going. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like little kids. <laughs> you don't want to always have them do the right thing because they get the candy, mm -hmm. you know? So we got, we have to, we have to keep this precedent we set moving forward with reviews. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah I look forward to the mailbag. But uh, I'm just playing though. But yeah. So seriously though, thank you all. This giveaway is going awesome. We're, we're, we appreciate the love. I've had a lot of people actually reach out to me too. I've had some great conversations with you all. So please reach out to me or Mike. We're happy to chat about this game at any and all times or the podcast. Uh, what I'd also like to add in too is during this segment, we want to be able to answer your questions. So if you have a question about the game or if you want us to look at your deck list, 
send us a message with your deck list or with your question. We will pick a couple and we'll go over it during this segment. And we'll 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 see if, if anyone participates in that, but we want to make sure that this is interactive as possible. And what better way to make sure we answer whatever's on your mind or talk about what you want to talk about than literally talking about your deck or talking about situations you were in in this game that you didn't know how to play out of. So uh, hit us up with that. You can, like I said, message us on Facebook, uh, message our Facebook page, comment on our Facebook page, shoot us an email at hermitstylegaming at gmail.com, whatever you want to do. We are happy to talk about it. But some shout outs from the mailbag. Uh, Chris C., Check this out, Mike. I don't know if I even told you this. He got his first win at Locals from listening to the podcast. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, that's sick, right? Yeah, I do he, like that. He's a newer player. He's been listening to the podcast, got his first win. So, dude, hell yeah. I was so pumped when I read that. That's, so That is cool. I say, was it Jimmy's advice or my advice? Let us know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably Mike's. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was pumped, though, man. Congratulations on that. And he left an amazing review, so we appreciate it. Uh, Matthew T., had hit me up on Facebook. We talked for a little bit and said he's listened to every episode twice. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And he's from Australia. Ooh. Where the so got some Australian wrong. love. Yeah. So so thanks, man. We appreciate that. Uh, Luca S., uh, he, I believe, was the one who left us a review and said he did not even want to enter the giveaway, <laughs> but just thought that our Ooh. podcast was straight fire. I like that. And I, what I appreciate it most was he said, this is not just five people talking to each other, making no point at all. <laughs> that just man i got so happy when i read that because i really felt like that was our opportunity to shine in this market oh, yeah. because we are one of one of the only if not the only podcast that is consistent has professional quality that mm. we plan out and isn't just a bunch of dudes talking in a discord which yeah. no no disrespect people who do that that's cool like i listen to those podcasts and sometimes i learn something every once in a yeah, while like they're cool but they're not organized like this, like you would hear a yeah. professional podcast. And that's, that's what, that is exactly what we were going for. So that, that was pumped that that's, that's what's coming across, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Junius F. I talked to him for a while as well. Uh, he left us a great review. Uh, dude, I'm so thankful that you listened to the show. We really appreciate all the love. Uh, said that our podcast is an absolute treat and Jimmy and Mike are a phenomenal pair. So I like that. I said, that's Trey Faircloth's fake cousin, actually. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. His name is yeah. Junius. He told Fairfield? me. He told me he's friends with Trey. Yeah. I said it blew my mind. I said, "Is that your cousin?" He Trey was like, "No, nah, it's not my cousin. We just know <laughs> each other." I said, "There's no way there's fair claws that aren't related." Uh, we have some more too. Michael H left us an amazing review. Talked about how great the podcast was. Chris H actually from our locals. So shout out to you for getting some local love. Our our locals don't always really listen to this much. So uh, I appreciate you, man. It's yeah. it's. It's a little, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of disheartening when your own local community is like, yeah, I don't give a shit about what you do. Yeah. I but mean, it just is what it is, I guess. I'm not trying to be funny. I get why I don't listen, though. They hear me going off on them at locals. <laughs> like, uh, say, and realistically, you guys, you know, you guys get the best of me. Everybody at locals gets the worst of me. Like, they're in there playing shit decks sometimes. I'm losing my mind on them because they're misplaying. They, you know, it's. That's fair. We also wouldn't have a local scene without you, though. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very You true. are the reason we have a local I said community. I love all the guys at Locals. Like, like, I know I go off on them, and if they're listening, they ain't like, I'm tired of Mike's shit. But I do like them as people, though. They just, I want the best from them. Uh, anyways, we have user high as cheese. 
Oh, I know who that is. Uh, he, he left us a dope review, said that we are one of the best weekly podcasts around. So uh, thank you for that, man. Well, that's, uh, not, that's not who I thought it was. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Justice7777 said the podcast has great content for DBS TCG players and left us a great review. Thank you. Lou the True also left us a great content, or a great review, rather. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry if I missed anyone uh, to give you a shout-out, and I'm sorry if I didn't read your whole review if you wanted it read, but we are literally at an hour and 20 minutes right now because of so many. So, uh, sorry this show went long, but we had a lot to talk about. We missed a week, so, you know, got to make sure that we get all the content out there and, and mm -hmm. give you guys what you need to know. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, again, please keep them coming. And like I said, hit us up with questions. Hit us up with your deck lists. We uh, we want to hear about them. Mike, any closing thoughts here? I want everybody to play the uh, the Soul Striker and the SS3 if you have access to these cards and le leave us a message or a comment or something. Let me know which one you think is better because I'm really torn and I like I would like for some more feedback at this point. And Jimmy being so busy... I'm not getting the feedback I, that I normally could get here. <laughs> so if you guys, the listeners, could help me out here, because I'm like actually trying to figure out my deck for the finals. I know I'm playing blue, and I, I just Dude, I don't even know what finals is. When is finals? December fourth weekend, I think. Oh shit! Yeah, something like that. I just I'm trying to you know get it all figured out. What I'm gonna play. So I'll be back on it. We'll test this weekend. All right, cool. That's it, because like you know my partner's been letting me hang and dry. I still have Trevor, Sean, Chris, and everybody, but I normally like Chris. Chris and Jimmy are my sound like advice everybody else is like i'm listening but uh they don't deter they don't determine what i do normally i just i'm real torn between these two decks so if you guys are playing them or you know want to play them let me know how it goes for you because i'm i, I need some help here yeah so. for sure and if you're playing the and it hasn't been working this format let me know because i'm probably just rolling with it blind they say, nah, we'll play this weekend. All right. Well, sounds good, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Yeah, I got the real world problem on my back every day. I got the shit, this way, the try, whatever, no way.